0: Get it. The birthplace of talk radio. I see all these idiots and fools and jackasses on radio. What an introduction that was! Holy God! Oh my gosh!
1: Nobody does it better. Kids, we don't want another incident here. Okay? Yeah.
0: It's such a bizarre yeah.
1: world. I apologize for that. All right, go, go.
2: You're having bedlam already in the streets. This is Ed McMahon, and
1: now he is Armstrong, Armstrong and Getty. It. It.
0: Studio C. Still off over
1: here, boss.
0: Joe is still wiping off with Clorox wipes over there, even though I don't think anybody comes in here while we're gone, but you don't know if Cretans are in this studio while yeah, we're Yeah,
1: I don't know. Sometimes somebody else has signed on to my computer. Bus boys, Jack.
0: Little freaks bring your bags up to the room. <laughs> Overnighters, Jack. Weekend DJs, Jack. And I it's super soaked with Clorox. I know. Those are extra clorox it. Like you know, them. I'm
1: going to drink a little of it Just like the president said I should. Because
0: the president said you
1: should. You remember when that was
0: a story? It's still a story. I saw uh, saw a story on it yesterday. Please. Anyway, dimly lit room, etc., etc. It's a little Friday, right? We're that close to the weekend, and today we're under the tutelage of our general manager.
1: Georgia! And other states and municipalities that, as of a couple of weeks ago, substantially opened. Georgia, to a large extent. Now, listen. Some of you... If leap into conclusions was an Olympic event, you'd be gold medalists. But I will tell you this, and don't leap, but thus far, two weeks down the road, which is about what you'd expect to uh, be the time period where you'd see a spike in cases in places that have opened up, there's not only been
0: no spike, there's been a decline. Yeah, I saw somebody tweeted yesterday, uh, remember when we were told that Georgia opening up would lead to many deaths? That was Those were good times. Oh, yeah. Um, so it was two weeks ago, and yeah. uh, and they've had a decrease? Yeah. It's just, it's continued
1: to decline slowly. Uh, it's, a, it's a good sign. Let's see how it right. goes, but it's a very good sign. God, God the, the constant alarmism of the media to keep you tuned in is so irresponsible.
0: So much of all this stuff we're only going to know with the benefit of 2020 hindsight. Yep. And, of course, we all will have various declarations of, oh, I knew it, uh, you know, once all that's revealed. But if, if that one story turns out to be true, remember from a couple of weeks ago that the, the, the thing has got like a 70 day cycle, whether you clamp down or not, mm. you know, and that's been backed up by a few countries and cities and states and that. It's, right. It's yep. got a cycle to its existence um, no matter what you do. Yeah. And the and curve remarkably similar in all the countries studied, whether they clamp down hard some or not much. Uh huh. Okay. I was I was thinking driving in. I don't know what you think. We're not paying you to think. Oh, that's right. We are. Sorry. Back to you. <laughs> um, how much to talk about going forward today and going forward, this whole Flynn unmasking Russia collusion story. <sighs> you know, in terms of, you know, well, for our purposes, we're, we're in the business of making a living. And the more people that listen, the easier it is to continue making a living. Uh, so that's really goal number one. Very um, solid analysis gone. Um, um, <laughs> and, uh, and and so, you know, I have to start with how how interested people are in that story. Mm-hmm. And then uh, secondly, you know, how important it is all over all, overall. But it reminds me of a story that was huge. Geez, now it's a dozen or more years ago. And some of you probably don't even know, won't even remember this. The Valerie Plame story. Oh, yeah. And yep. she was married to somebody and it, it featured Dick Cheney and the run up to the war in Iraq and uranium tubes and, and somebody did go to prison. Scooter Libby, who is, uh, Dick Cheney's chief of staff ended up going to prison and stuff like that. But it was. Non-stop on your uh, left-leaning cable news channels. Right. And they were just sure this was the biggest scandal of all time. And, 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 and I remember at the time thinking, I don't know what you're talking about. And I'm positive that eight out of 10 Americans are not paying attention to this. Uh And I just wonder if that's going to be true for this story that doesn't, doesn't not speaking to the importance of it, but just whether it's going to, you know, reach out to most Americans. Nobody on the left's going to hear about it at all. No. Whereas in the the Valerie Plame thing, the entirety
1: of the left media just it inflamed it constantly as much as they
0: possibly. But nobody could. on the right was talking about it. I remember because I I would I, you know I'd watch my Fox shows and stuff like that, and there'd be zero information on a, on a particular day. You know, I managed to come across a fair amount, but I don't remember where I was looking. I would watch, uh, you know, an episode of Hardball, and it'd be an hour of Valerie playing uranium tubes and lying, and then you know, weapons of mass destruction, and this is going to be so huge, and investigations, and all mm-hmm. this, and then on Fox, I wouldn't hear one word about it, and and I don't think people, middle of the road people were following it either, and I just wonder if that's not going to be the case with this story.
1: Didn't Scooter Scooter Libby get busted for making false statements?
0: Yeah, yeah, same thing. Yeah.
1: Oh, speaking of which, oh my God, what a blockbuster turn of events in the Flynn deal where the judge has appointed another judge to figure out whether we should recharge Flynn. The government said, no, there's no crime here. We're not going to charge him. We're, we're we're, We're eliminating this prosecution. The judge said, no, 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 I'm having too much fun. I'm having this retired judge step in. And even the New York Times said, this is unprecedented. Judges will occasionally appoint a special advocate, for instance, like, a case involving children. You have your CASA programs, your court-appointed special advocates who represent the interests of the child. Well, in this case, the judge is appointed a special advocate to represent the interests of the government. After the government said, no, we don't want to prosecute. This is a strange, strange turn. I'll tell you more about that to come.
0: Well, I have a conclusion of what I think is uh, is a very similar to the whole Michael Flynn story. And... Uh I'll talk about that later. It's just my opinion. I could be wrong. I don't know. I think 80% of America won't care about this story. I guarantee it. And uh or, or, or you know, it's complicated. It's partisan and then even once you cross into the other side of the partisanship, you get, it's just complicated and and then will anything ever happen of significance? in terms of anybody being charged or anything happening, anybody being punished. Well, you can certainly accuse me of having
1: an inflated uh, ego or regard for the show, but I think the answers to those questions depend on people like us, honestly. I think it's an egregious miscarriage of justice. I think it's a perversion of what the FBI is supposed to be and and what the FISA courts are supposed to do and how they're supposed to oh, do it, it.
0: Absolutely is. Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you a short version of uh of what I think this is like. I think it is just like now. It's partially because I'm so cynical about government. I'm very cynical about government and I'm very cynical about our intelligence services. Ever, have been ever since the Edward Snowden thing, because I think he. I think he absolutely let us all know the way this works. I think this whole thing is very similar to the um the college scandal of rich people getting their kids into universities. Mm. It'd been running that way forever. And people and, and it was just it was happening all the time, all over the place, and other you know, people in, at the top knew it. And they got so sloppy at some point that it spilled out into the real world and people said, Oh, we went a little too far. Right. I think this is exactly the same story. I think our intelligence services listen to whoever they want. They read their emails. They listen to you. They follow you, whatever. I think they do it whenever they want to whoever they want. They can get the FISA warrant anytime they want. I'm talking to FBI, NSA, CIA, all these people. I think they do whatever the hell they want all the time. Mm. And they and unmasking people. It's just, it's there are rules in place, but it's so willy-nilly, and I think they crossed the line toward the end of the Obama administration and into, you know, they're photoshopping the head of a kid onto a pole vaulter that's not even the same race. And getting into USC
1: in terms of the FISA court applications, I all think that's it. a great
0: metaphor. All of it, listening yeah. to people, following people, right. unmasking the whole thing. I think, I think they just, I think it just got so sloppy. They were so comfortable and entitled. But, yeah, but it's been going on forever, mm-hmm. and they, and 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 now it's crossed the line. And you know how how much anybody's going to pay a price for it, I know, but they'll pull back a little bit and they'll continue to spy on us and unmask us and do all that sort of stuff, yeah. but a little more quietly in administrations to come. That's what I one hundred percent believe. Yeah, well, there could be some
1: reform, though. I mean, you can't deny the existence of reform in the past when the sins of the Oh, no, it'll knock FBI... it down a
0: little bit. It'll right. knock it down a little bit, but Maybe will that's... it go away? Not a chance. Uh, okay. I'm too cynical
1: about it, it. Well, if the best you can do is knock it back a little bit, let's knock it back a oh, little sure. bit. Oh, sure, I'm for that's that. That's my but
0: dude, Edward, Edward Snowden, His his whole thing was, look, they're not supposed to do this, but they do it whenever they want. If they want to look at your records, they come up with a reason and they do it. Right. And I'm sure it's, that's what they do in all these intelligence agencies. Yeah. And then they got so sloppy at the end of the Obama administration, the ambassador to Italy can say, I'd like all this unmasked. And they said, OK, here's all the names. Mm-hmm. Whoever whoever wants to know can know. It reminds me very much of what a baseball
1: insider once told me. The uh, steroid tests in baseball are so easy to get around. They're not a steroid test. They're an intelligence test. And Comey and Clapper and... and Obama and Biden and, and, and Susan Rice and the rest of them, um, they just got so sloppy. That they failed the intelligence test, yeah. Okay. All
0: built around the fact that they didn't think uh, Trump would win, so nobody would know. And or, or care. Well, right, exactly.
1: Yeah. They they knew and loved and owned the referee who was going to make the call. Right when Hillary got inaugurated. Um, Whoops.
0: we got a bunch of other stuff though. Uh, let's introduce our main the squad. Uh, there's our board operator, Michelangelo. Pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. Hi this morning, Michael.
2: I'm very frustrated. Um, I have a wedding in October, and we're That's trying right. to we're trying to decide. I want to send out. I've sent out these. Uh, rem, what do they call save, the save, save the date we've yes. got ours on the refrigerator michael the date has been so i have to send out the actual invitation soon but i'm i'm hoping that by you know october this stuff has gone away is it early october or late october october 11th
0: mm, mid-october that's mid-October. what i feared <laughs> i haven't saved the date in my mind i do have it on my calendar but no. i haven't memorized right. it right
2: so we're trying to decide how to plan this thing is, is everything going to happen or
0: you know, I, I can pay... understand why you'd be concerned because do you have people flying in and stuff like that or is...
2: yeah yeah, yeah. Also, oh no plus you, you have to put down deposits and stuff and my biggest worry is we're trying to hold the money till the last minute sure. because if you that's put... a
0: tough call because you know will we be flying and staying in hotel rooms and all that sort of stuff come October I sure as hell hope so but who knows I know we will you think so yes. you don't think there's gonna be a second wave and I don't know I don't know I'm just trying to keep the segment moving along. I don't know.
2: We're running late. Um, There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. It was on this day in our history in the year 1787, May 14th. Delegates to the Constitutional Convention began to assemble in Philadelphia to confront a daunting task, the peaceful overthrow of the new American government as defined by the Article of Confederation. That sounds like really important. It sounds like something that, uh, that I should know more about. Well, I'm assuming that has to do with the whole, uh, you know, uh, America being a great nation sort of thing. That's <laughs> good, good analysis. Am I correct in, in, in piecing this together? In that wheelhouse. Yes,
0: exactly. Yeah. Um, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. How did it get to be already the day of how come my phone's not, Some days my phone doesn't show the date, which is weird. Well, it's someday. I don't know what date is. I'm guessing it's Thursday. Oh, it's, the, it's Thursday the 14th, I believe. Okay, my phone doesn't tell me that.
1: Yeah, okay. Uh, let's begin now, officially, according to FCC rules and regulations at Mark.
2: And I saw Joe Biden on television yesterday, and if you watch him, he knows nothing. He knows absolutely nothing.
0: It's <laughs> <laughs> a blanket statement. That's some high-flying uh, political rhetoric there. Uh, Joe
2: Biden is a dummy.
0: So we got lots to come on that. Uh, The other stuff Trump said, too, about Biden, which is kind of fun. Uh, How does Mail Bag look? Oh, outstanding. All next on The Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty.
2: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: porn industry is going to lead away, lead the way to the country opening back up again. <sighs> also, a judge said no to a governor who wanted to extend stay-at-home orders. So uh, we'll look at that state. Yes, indeed, an interesting decision, and, and, and we will consider it. I've,
1: I've been considering your quote-unquote cynicism, and uh, been exploring in my own mind and in the minds of others, Jack, the difference between cynicism and realism. And uh, I'd like to talk about Mm. that a little bit later on. We will also. Oh, oh man, did we get a lot of great email about um, uh, teaching your kids at home and and distance learning and a lot of texts, too. I know we'll be talking about that uh, right now. Mailbag. (laughs)
0: Mailbag.
1: So anyway, uh, Jack was talking about the percentage of people who will even hear about this Flynn stuff and the miscarriage of justice and the rest of it, and uh, I was reminded of one of my favorite Samuel Adams quotes, and this will be our freedom-loving quote of the day. It does not take a majority to prevail, but rather an irate, tireless minority Mm. keen on setting brush fires of freedom in the minds of men. Mm. And girls, too. They just always said men back in the day. Sorry about that. More proof you've made the big time, writes Ron. I was using the word callyunicornia in a text for the very first time this morning, and it was already in my phone's dictionary. Whoa, really? You
0: guys are all over the place. Go, man. <laughs> Go, man. Thanks, Ron. <laughs> Hilarious. Ah, I love it. Look that. at that. See that person up there? What? That drives what? me crazy. You got, you got a congressperson with a mask on yes. on TV, but it's down around their chin. It's not over their mouth. I see this all the time. Dummy.
1: It, it, it's, she's got it there. She got it on her mouth and nose, and then she takes it down to be interviewed, then lifts it back up again. As was at a restaurant yesterday. To show that she's still wearing yeah, right, a mask. Right,
0: right, 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 yes. But you're not using it in a way that's, that's doing anything. Right. Um, I was at a restaurant drive-thru yesterday, and I looked through there, and somebody was doing that in the restaurant. And I just... Either weather mask or don't. Don't, I just, for some reason, that really bothers me. The whole, I got it on. Ah! I'd rather you didn't have one on.
2: Mm. Well, then I get fired.
0: Yeah, exactly. I have to have it down around my chin.
1: Here's another encouraging note, this time from Ken. Working people in small businesses have a message for Democrats in our government. America needs will do, not mildew. Now! I guess he's working on a chant? Will- America do? needs will do not mildew
2: what, what's what's getting moldy in this scenario
1: the economy is shut down
2: and that's mildew it's
1: getting moldy and mildewed is dusty jack we need to dust it off we need to read we need to pull the chain we need to turn the key we need to kick it in its ass <laughs> and will do not mildew
2: who's with me <laughs> you having a good time joe <laughs>
1: Hey, Jim in Chula Vista, California, with a great, great point here. The, the feminists, and I actually, I've found this fairly persuasive, but have created what they call the Bechtel test to determine whether uh, a fiction or a movie is woke enough. I, I would say whether it takes women seriously as, as real beings yeah. as opposed to yeah. sex objects. The test is if there's a scene with two or more women, where they're talking to each other, there has to be a scene with two or more women where they're talking to each other about a topic that's not a man, the leading man. Just portraying women as having lives outside of, you know, whatever, the hot man, um, uh, blah, blah, blah. Imagine if this type of test was turned on the mainstream media. Whenever a piece of media could exist, blah, blah, blah. Whether in the story a conservative or conservative policy, policy position is stated, not purely for the purpose of refuting it. If it doesn't pass this test, the piece of media is designated as left propaganda and derided. I think that's a really good point, Jim, and a good comparison.
0: Uh, we got a lot to catch you up on on the way. I hope you'll stay here. Um, and I'm out of time. We're all out of time. Armstrong Strong
1: and Getty. The Armstrong and
2: Getty Show. Like most of us, Biden has been hunkered and bunkered at his home. He's been holding online
0: campaign events, and that's not going to change anytime soon. According to his team, Biden plans to continue campaigning virtually from home. It makes sense. You know the old saying, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And if it is broke, but rising in the polls, lock it in the basement. Yeah, that's absolutely true. <clears throat> I was struck by his opening statement, though. Like most of us, uh confined to home. I well, ain't the way it looks out there in, in my life, driving back and forth to work. And things are so close to back to normal now, it's almost hard to remember this is going on. Right. As I go to, like, you know, only the fact that a lot of the stores of the strip mall are closed, but there's still a ton of cars about and traffic. Traffic is now, yes, there's a place on my way home. For the past two months, I've been stopping to relieve myself along the highway. mm um, very earthy, very classy. I realize a little bit of an overshare. <laughs> couldn't do it. Thank yesterday. Thank you, Sean. <laughs> Somebody had to say it. Couldn't do it yesterday because there's too many cars. I got don't There's a car coming. Wait, comes by. Right? There's another car coming. It's back to the way it used to be, where I couldn't stop there because wow. there's so many cars out and about.
2: Wow, I have and, so many questions. <laughs>
0: Maybe later, with all the questions. You can you see you. my privates? Can you, can you? Can you see my privates? Can you, can you? You've
1: got to get a, uh, a porta potty, put it on a trailer, and just pull it everywhere you go. Or
0: commute in your RV. It's not Fourth and Broadway in a city. It's out in the country where there's seldom traffic.
1: Commuting in an r v would that not be the ultimate
0: American act? oh yes, <laughs> yes, it would be, oh boy, uh, we gotta mention this uh, you know it's Thursday, so that means the jobless claims come out almost three million people again three this million week.
1: more three New million ones? more
0: jobless claims uh adding to the two month tally we're now eight weeks in with thirty six million people oh ah. well if we open too quickly though, there are risks God. 36 million people that are out of work that weren't out of work just eight weeks ago. And how many of us have taken a pay cut uh, in that amount of time and will for a while to come?
1: So. I know we had a somewhat different plan uh, for what we were going to do with this segment, but I cannot restrain myself. Uh, that uh, that uh, quote from, uh, what's his face there, Colbert. That was Colbert, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, about everybody in their basement reminds me of one of the great A&G truths. We ought to come up with the Ten Truths. That's our DJ book. That's our talk show host book. The Ten Truths of Armstrong and Getty. Maybe we can come up are, with a better, are we on better the, title.
0: Are we on the cover standing back to back with our arms crossed, smiling at the camera?
1: Yes, but in dark suits. Okay. So we look like serious people. Anyway, one of the great truths is you should not take in life through the eyes of the media... Because they are a unique brand of human clustered tightly in Manhattan,
0: this is too Washington. Many words. Shut up. This is a lot of words.
1: Just because you don't know what they mean. Was, that was unnecessary. Wow. wow.
2: Why would I demean Where my friend? Did Sean? That come from? I have a lot of anger. Yeah, I was thinking, like, thou shall not kill, right? We need direct calls to action or inaction. <laughs> okay. All right. At the head of the chapter, I'll, I'll boil it down.
1: This is the rough draft. Here's the text of the chapter. Don't. Take in the world through the media, they are clustered in Manhattan, the beltway of D.C. and Los Angeles, and live extremely different lives than you do, for one thing. And most of them are either crazy rich or under contract and have no
0: fear of losing their jobs. The thou shalt not kill would be, New York is not America. Nice. Which, this is why I need a co-author. I'm so scattered. (laughs) But... I heard somebody say the other day that their fear is we closed down as if everywhere is a New York, right. and we're opening up as if everywhere is rural Montana. Well, and for, I don't know if I ag- well, no. I don't agree with that. But no, that's that, that, that was their concern. It's absolutely the, not. The happen. first part is certainly true. Right, we closed down as if everywhere is New
1: York. Right, and. If you take the world in through the eyes of the media, the waitresses and, and, and plumbers and, and retail workers and the millions, the 36 and a half million people and counting, and the numbers way higher than that because of the, you know, delay in getting jobless claims filed and getting somebody to pick up the phone, etc. But so you're looking at forty, forty-five million Americans who are out of work now. Where is their voice among the media elite? You people claim to be so, you know, into the little guy, but you're there in Manhattan, terrified of the COVID, and that's fine. But for instance, on Nakedly Progressive Radio this morning, I happened to hear a guy reporting on the Wisconsin story where the the governor slash health ladies. Uh, order was overturned by the court and uh the the anchor at was asking indignantly about what's happening there does anybody and he said you know really county by county it's a patchwork the urban counties are still locking down the ur- and the rural counties seem to be mostly open and they're expressing that as if it was I a, a
0: terrible problem I know. I know. it's just so confusing
1: oh, god oh it's enough to make me insane listening to this all right michael transition music go ahead I don't remember what we were talking about. No, there you go. All right, on to something
0: else. So so I got a couple of school-age kids, a second grader and a fourth grader, and we were talking yesterday a little about the lockdown and how it's affecting schools. Oh, I know what started it. I hadn't even considered. Considered the fact that there might not be school in the fall, and now it's regularly being discussed. Mm. That school won't come back in the fall. Some giant college systems have already announced that. And so I was throwing out the question of what percentage of, of you know, uh, a regular school day do you think your kids are getting in terms of education and everything like what that? What percentage of learning? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah okay. So far, yeah. how far behind are we getting? Yeah. And if we add a whole nother, you know, half a year to it. And I threw out, I said, I'd like to say 50%, but I think if I'm being realistic with my own son, a fourth grader, probably 30%. Mm. And, you know, part of it is the limitations uh, on the school end of it, and then part of the limitations on, on my end of it of, you know, not doing as good a job as I could of overseeing it and all that sort of stuff. Because I have a job and whatnot. Right. Um, uh, but so I threw that out to the listeners expecting higher numbers and got lots of texts. I don't think anybody said over 50%. There was like 150%, a whole bunch of 30s and 40s, and quite a few 5, 10s and 20s of what percentage of a regular school they think their kids are getting out of this. Uh will hit you with a couple of texts. Um, my ninth grader, a couple of things I got out of this is it varies from teacher to teacher, which is not surprising varies from kid to kid because like I said there's two ends of it there's the there's this the other end of the screen and there's this end of the screen of course yeah my ninth grader is getting about 25 to 30 percent of learning of a normal day not all his classes are participating online my seventh grader probably 50 to 60 percent although he's struggling with depression he needs the socializing aspect of school yeah my fourth grader is that way he's so social and that's so important to him it's just killing him. That he's at home and all his friends are out there. and They Facebook, but, you know, it's not the same.
1: Yeah, there is allegedly, and I believe this, a huge increase, and explosion in uh, anxiety and depression among young kids right now because they're not having the interaction that yeah. they crave. Um, uh, again, again, we're, we're going to trust science and data. We're not going to reopen. We're not going to make this about politics. Such a stupid dodge. Depressed There's children. There's so many factors involved.
0: Another one. One kid third grade is getting a great amount of organized video, Zoom, written content, and support. The other fifth grade is getting a confusing bulk mass of content with little direction. It seems to have cornered the old school teachers and caught them uh, unaware. I don't know if that's true or not. There's certainly got to be an element to that. I like this one. This might relate to you. We thought our fourth grade son might be actually learning more at home when we first started in March But with a full-time job, it's getting steadily harder to find the time. Besides, I don't know how to teach his math. I underwrite millions of dollars in business loans, but I don't understand the way they do their fractions. No. So we just hired a math tutor to work with him once a week, and we make him read. Other than that, we kind of called the year done. I think there's a lot of that. Well, yeah, the common core math has got to be an enormous problem. Yeah. We 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 hired a tutor too. If you can do that, it's great. If right. you can't, if we couldn't, we'd be so far behind. And one more I want to the hit tutors you
2: specifically up on common core and that's kind of yeah. one of their selling Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. because
2: yeah. 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 after thousands of years
1: of modern mathematics, they've changed it. Archimedes
0: would have to hire a tutor. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I I won't name the name, but I know a uh, a Stanford PhD professor who said they had to hire a tutor once they got to seventh grade to deal with the math portion. Good. And this is somebody who deals in a you know a STEM sort of world. Yeah, but don't worry; it's not just a fad and a trend in education. It's 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 this is the good way. But back to the the, the, the shelter at home distance learning. Hey, Jack, listener for twenty years. I'm a male teacher. I'm zooming my fourth grade class and I'm still getting 30 out of 30 participation. Because of isolation, my students no, don't know the lack of attendance in other classrooms and I haven't told them it's not graded. So their output work is constant. I can't imagine the education gap. Even between classes next year, my students should be getting, uh, my, my students will be sitting next to other classes that are not doing as well. But I agree, the education gap is going to be the problem. It varies so much from kid to kid, class to class, district to district. How in the world are you going to have kind of the standardized, this is what a fifth grader knows? Right,
1: right. Yeah, that's that's a great challenge. And it also strikes me that uh, for teachers, this is a lot like taking a a great comedic actor and saying, all right, now we're going to do Improv. Some are going to be pretty good at it. Some are going to be utterly incapable. I mean, it's just such a change in paradigm that, you know, some will sink, some will swim. If your kid has the sinking teacher, well, they're going to learn a hell of a lot less than the kid on the next block. who has got, uh, you, know, uh,
0: you know, a more talented teacher in this new media. I know you got a bunch of emails about it, but it, just, get to it, it reminds me that... Um, And we've said this several times, the whole falling in love with technology, just because you can do it this way doesn't mean it's the best way to do it. I was on an appointment yesterday. Um, I'll be vague, but I was on an appointment yesterday and the the, the video kept cutting it out and I kept thinking to myself, why are we not just on the phone together? This would be fine. We don't need to see each other's faces, but right. everybody kept freezing up. And, and, and if one person started to talk, you couldn't hear this. And there's no way you could interject. And I thought, why are we doing this? Just because the technology exists
1: or why aren't you, you know, 10 feet apart in the courtyard of the building where whoever works or whatever in a part of the world
0: with practically no cases. I just... And I think there'd be an advantage to some of the schooling to think, Is there what are ways to do it that don't have anything to do with Zoom or WebEx or maybe even the Internet at all? Mm-hmm. What are some of the things we could do?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, I excuse the world to some degree for thinking, all right, this is the most similar to what we've been doing. Mm-hmm. Um And so this is our first choice. It, it takes going through stuff once or twice. It's funny setting my mole traps the other day, trying to murder the moles who were murdering my yard. The first one was quite difficult to arm and set up. The second one was effortless. And that's the way life is a lot. It so, is.
0: You know. And most of the time you never do something. So often you never do something twice. I think that all the time. I now know how to re-insulate the inside of a dryer. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it then took me 15 hours. If <laughs> I had to do it again, I could do it in 30 minutes, but I'll never do
1: it again. Well, my favorite aspect of that sort of thing is, is the sort of job that you have to do like once every six and a half years. And so every single time, it's the first time, and you think I did it. I just can't remember. I know there's a trick. In the- oh, it's terrible. <laughs> anyway, so I think we'll. Uh, I think we will get a lot better at this sort of thing, having gone through it once. Let's hope China doesn't unleash a new, you know, bat fever or monkey pock or or, or, or kangaroo gonorrhea or whatever. Wow, kangaroo next gonorrhea. Year. Who
2: knows what they're doing? How do you get there's that? Just godforsaken
1: communist labs.
0: Did somebody sex up a kangaroo or did it escape from the lab? Trump says it escaped from a lab. Oh, boy. The kangaroo escaped from a lab. There's no proof of that.
1: Oh, we almost got through the entire segment without mentioning Trump. (laughs) (laughs) So close. Armstrong and Getty.
2: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: the disgraced financier Jeffrey Epstein
2: is dead. Did he kill himself? Was he killed?
1: There was something happening here that was bigger than just Jeffrey Epstein.
0: this Gatsby-like figure of mystery. It was stunningly rich. He had a $20 million house. His own private island in the Caribbean. It has a nickname, the Pedophile Island. New Netflix special about Ew. Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, yes! I'll bet that's going to be pretty good. The conclusion of, you know, did he kill himself? Did somebody kill him? Uh, could wear me out. But the background,
2: yeah, we already know the answer to that. <laughs>
0: the, the background, I think, is I think a lot of America is going to be shocked. The politicians and heavyweights in Hollywood and everybody. Oh, yeah. Tied into his crazy lifestyle and how he lived that way for so long openly. And nobody seemed to care. Oh, no,
1: no. If you can spread money around uh in good times the politicos won't hesitate to hang around you, please you can Net- be as
0: filthy as can be netflix with a new documentary but is, does he own a tiger at all Lady no one? no
2: and this is <laughs> a single <laughs> this tiger is gonna hurt it this is a docu series oh, right? right it's right, one right. of those things yes. it's going to be multiple episodes or how whatever how many uh i don't know i haven't seen a number yet it it <sighs> used later on this month well if a
0: single nba season is 10 I got to believe the guy's entire life uh, as a pedophile. Oh lord. No. He's got to be uh, 30 or 40 episodes. But brevity is the soul of documentaries.
1: Come on.
2: Uh before we go on, uh that was the one of two kind of big profile documentary trailers that dropped yesterday. The other one is about Lance Armstrong, and I want to play this one simply because I think you'll recognize some similarities in the tonal qualities of these two trailers for documentaries. <laughs> okay. All the praise that we put upon him was all well-deserved. Winning seven Tour de France is not easy. That's extremely
0: difficult to do. The French media began taking shots at Armstrong <laughs> last yeah. week. Exactly. So, so I see your point. So documentaries might have a problem in terms of PR. You've got to differentiate yourself somehow, I think. <laughs> well, yeah. there seems to be... Exactly. Lance was say, Armstrong owned two... a tiger that killed Jeffrey Epstein? I'm confused. <laughs> Lance... <laughs> well-known French
1: Tour de Tiger. Um, There are are apparently two voiceover guys for the entire industry. (laughs) There are three pieces of moody and slightly (laughs) ominous music. (laughs) And whoever invented boom (laughs) has gotten very, very rich or is getting ripped off because it is completely obligatory. I dare you to make a documentary with a, a trailer that doesn't have a boom.
0: We might have to have that sound around just for whenever. He- and then, <laughs> and then Michael Flynn stepped into the room.
1: Oops. <laughs> and then my wife said to me, "Joe." <laughs> oh my god, that's funny.
0: In a world. So, I just came across this video. We'll have to post it. It won't be uh, available till later. i got to get it to Hanson. But alarming video shows how quickly. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Alarming video shows how quickly coronavirus can spread at a restaurant. They did something kind of interesting. They got some uh, liquid fluorescent paint, and they put it on one person's hand. A little bit, like if they had sneezed into their hand. Yeah. Then all these people uh, ate at a buffet for an hour. Ten people ate at a buffet at an hour with one person who had sneezed into their hand with this little fluorescent paint. Then right. at the end of the hour, they turned off the lights. Yes. To see where the uh, the virus would have spread in that hour, right. and it was on practically freaking everything.
1: It it was shocking and amazing. Then I read some of the comments from scientists. That said, well, this doesn't mirror in any way how a virus would blah, blah, blah. And so I thought, uh, but then, then I thought, okay, you people are being a little precious about this because it's just, it's extraordinary. I mean, you know, a a bacteria or a virus or whatever, even if the effect isn't quite what the, what it suggested it is, it's still amazing.
0: Oh yeah. I was reading the story yesterday about somebody coughing in a room and then an hour later droplets still hanging in the air and all that sort of stuff. You walk into a room it hasn't been anybody in there in forty five minutes. Yeah, but forty five minutes ago somebody sneezed in there. You know, I do not bring this up to
1: be gross or childish, for once. Um, b- but smells are
0: organic particles floating in the air, yeah, an good.
1: aggressive sense that you
0: that you are made to sense. That's one of the reasons I've never thought flatulence is funny. <laughs> like you, third graders. I don't think
1: flatulence is as funny as you and your attitude toward flatulence is. But it's funny. But, yeah, that's that's organic particles. So, yeah, for instance, uh, and they hang in the air for quite some time. You may have noticed that.
0: I mean, did you see that? Where is that old folks home? Was that New Jersey where 73 people died? Mm. I mean, that's extraordinary.
1: Oh, it's, it's, it's terrible. And it was underappreciated and underreported, I think, that the folks who work in those homes were crying out for personal protective gear for themselves and their patients. The number of uh, nursing home workers who've died is shocking. It's terrible. You know, if you get this stuff concentrated enough and get enough cases of
0: it, you'll see horrific results, particularly among the old. For the rest of us, not so much. So, Wisconsin opened back up, and people descended upon the bars. I think that's kind of funny. Yeah, hey there. Welcome to Wisconsin. First I thing I'm Wisconsin. doing, I'm going to go to the bar and get a beer there. Hey? The bar's open. Let's go yeah, to, to the bar. We live in Wisconsin, right? Um, and the new jobless numbers are out. And uh, Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, right. Armstrong and Getty.